airport when you board a plane. When I finally get to this area, I get dressed in like a spacesuit, not the astronaut kind, but almost like a superhero suit. I'm about to board a battleship. It looked like almost a cross between a spaceship and a fighter jet. It was bluish purple color with red rims around the window. At one point, my son came in and I felt like I had to hide from him because I knew where I was going was dangerous and he would want to go. He was okay in the end and I went on to board. The pilot was fully dressed in like a superhero space spacesuit, two same colors as mine and the vehicle. Her name was Gabby. And we boarded and we were driving around and we were in what felt like a battle. I just realized why I'm struggling to read this. <laughs> I wasn't scared though, unsure of what we were doing, but I knew what I had to do and I was excited. As we were driving, I was speaking out and the pilot was shooting broken down buildings and structures. I was surprised by how accurate and fearless the pilot was and was taking me exactly where we needed to go. Things that looked, things, things were after us, but we were outrunning them all and quite fast. Then we got to an apartment building that looked like half broken down and shot off the roof that was already broken. And Gabby said, go in and find Jesus and his mother. I knew what I had to do and kept repeating it over and over. And so I jumped out of the vehicle and went to climb in. I got in and the building was basically frames, but it looked like an office. It looked like offices and there were many offices. So I went in climbing down the frames and kept repeating the mission. That's too small. <laughs> mm. So you'll have to forgive me. This is my first PowerPoint, and that is really unfortunate. I thought on the big screen we'd be able to see that. <sighs> okay, so that one there simply says battles and obstacles. It's okay. You'll still get the set out and the plan. That one there says the waiting room. That one there is your vehicle and the colouring. <laughs> that one there is concern for your son. That one is the name Gabby. First scared, excited and instructed. Shooting down broken structures while chased. Shooting off the roof, Jesus and his mother frames and the mission okay so the obstacles so what i got out of the the battling and the obstacles and i've got a few sort of scriptures to go with it but you know we are in a battle and there always will be obstacles uh, it is like a trial you know it is like a trial course and so you know they're very good analogies of a christian walk and i think one of the first scriptures that come to mind was one peter one six to seven in this you greatly rejoice though now for a little while you may have to have have to suffer for grief and various trials so that the proven character of your faith more precious than gold which perishes even though refined by fire may result in praise and glory at the honor so praise glory and honor at the revelation of jesus christ and also 1 corinthians 9 23 i do all this for the sake of the gospel so that i may share in its blessings do you know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives a prize? Run in such a way as to take the prize. So we really need urgency in our, uh, in our I guess, run or our walk in God. 
And this one I found pretty interesting. I know it's a lot of scriptures for this particular one, but John 16, 31, do you finally believe, Jesus replied, look, an hour is coming and has already come when you will be scattered, each to his own home, and you will leave me all alone. Yet I'm not alone because the Father is with me. I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace in the world. You would have tribulation, but take courage. I've overcome the world. But isn't it interesting right now in this hour that people around the world are actually scattered, but back to their own homes? You know, it's, it's a very unusual thing. Normally, you think when you get scattered, you sort of get blown out of the area, but here we are getting blown back into our homes. And so I thought it was really relevant for this time here. I'm sorry, this is verse 9, and I actually don't know which chapter, sorry. Aware that they wanted to question him, Jesus said to them, Are you asking one another why? I said, In a little while you will not see me, and then after a little while you will see me. Truly, 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 I tell you, you will weep and wail while the world rejoices, you will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. A woman has pain in childbirth because her time has come, but when she brings forth her child, she forgets her anguish because of her joy that a child has been born into the world. So also you have sorrow now, but I will see you again and your hearts will rejoice and no one will take away your joy. There's actually that scripture and Bianca's had a couple of dreams around this particular idea. She said she had one where she was actually pregnant and she was quite surprised and actually pleasantly surprised that, you know, in the end it was actually a girl and a boy and she's actually quite happy about that. And I really sense what the Lord is trying to say in that is that actually ministry is going to be much more of a joy than what you think about it, where sometimes it's a, it's a chore and a burden. You're actually going to be surprised that it's just uh, so much better. And I know there has been some griefs and, and hardships and trials, as we all do, but, you know, really look forward to what you've got in your life because it really is enjoyable. I think also with, that, with some of these trials and, and some of the situations, some of the stuff you come across in ministry it can be hard on our hearts and, and I know there's you know these things happen when you're pushing and pressing in and trying to get new ground you know we fight for it. we we pay a price when we're bringing new things back into the kingdom and we're taking ground we do pay a spiritual price it's a battle it's just very easy to just kind of cruise along in life and you're not really upsetting anyone and so you know I've known you sort of actually suffer through some of that but I really feel strongly Proverbs 4:23. watch over your heart with all diligence for from it flows springs of life. And so I think what God's going to show you is actually going to give you strategies on how to just let it be like water off a duck's back. The waiting room. Hopefully you get the idea of what I'm saying, where we actually get those initial points and then we're expanding on them sort of outwise. So you'll find when you do your own dreams, if you write it like that, just go get those key points and then search on that. And then once you've done that the whole way through, come up and actually, you know, see what you get uh, and, and wrap it all up. So the waiting room. So this is actually where you wait before you go on your mission. Life is about seasons. Yes, we're in a battle, but it's not always wartime. God is loving and gracious, but, you know, we are in, we are in a wartime. And uh, we've all heard of, you know, what preachers say to do in the, in the waiting, you know, recharge and whatever. But what I would stress to you is that actually you were in uniform. 
you are ready to go. You know, there's nothing else you need to do. You're ready, prepared and that. So as much as it's awaiting, the only thing you're waiting for is the precise actual aspects of the mission. And I know some of that's coming to some extent. I know in my spirit, I know I've actually shared things with you of recent times that I've felt that. And, and I know to some extent you have confirmed that as well. So your vehicle and the clothing. I love that, you know. It's a, it's a, it's a really good one. The purple. So the, the purple, we did mention the colour purple, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. So the, the colour purple is really a sign of the royal priesthood. We, and that, that's who we are, according to the, the Order of Melchizedek. And, I mean, if anyone thinks different, it's okay. They've got a right to be wrong. But, you know, it really is... <laughs> <laughs> we, we, look, it's confirmed. You know, people, people see that. But you've also got the red pipings and the red bands. And that really is like a military uniform where, you know, it actually, your military uniform will signify often what corps you're in, you know, so what job you do, whether you're in Ramey but, or, or, you know, infantry or whatever, but also show your rank as well. And so that red really is a sign of the prophetic. And, you know, I really do believe that you have a prophetic edge. And I actually think, you know, it's probably paramount to your ministry that even with your preaching and so forth, that you have that prophetic edge because I know, and I know this morning that you did have a prophetic style dream and it actually helped you decide on how you minister. And well, I think, I think I'm pretty sure you did. Uh, you know, it seemed like it tipped the scales a bit. And that's the key when you have that edge, it gives you the full service. It gives you that whole rounded thing. So as much as you are great preaching and all the rest of it, I think really God is saying that that's first and foremost. And we're not limited to just one thing, but I think it's a key ingredient in, in your actual ministry as well. I had this particular scripture, Philippians 3.13. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, press on towards the goal with the towards the goal to win the prize of God's heavenly calling in Christ Jesus. And that's what it's about. You know, this is a this is about a mission. You know, you're working towards it. All of us who are mature should embrace this point of view. And if you think differently about some issue, God will reveal this to you as well. And I actually pray that, you know, people will reveal and confirm because it says, you know, that people will acknowledge and so forth. And, and I think we're seeing that in a large degree, but I think we can be confident that in time, you know, people will see the anointing that you carry. I think we all saw it really well this morning. Yep, so we've done your clothing. Concern for your son, yep. So, actually, with your son, uh, it's okay. And we can't underestimate kids and the Holy Spirit. They actually have got a good understanding. And, you know, I've heard some people say they're saved in the womb. I mean, I don't know how they confess with their tongue. But, you know, we can't actually dismiss how much they know. And um, I think the thing is we need to show them fear, sorry, faith and not fear. You know, it says in the Bible, train the, way, train the child in the ways of God and they will not depart from them. Yeah, and that way, you know, we get them battle ready. And so, yeah, I encourage you. I feel confident when you do that, that they'll feel okay because it's <laughs> So the name Gavi. This is good. <laughs> this is real good. <laughs> so Gabrielle is a French feminine form of the given name Gabriel. We know who the, you know, the angel Gabriel is. And Gabriel translates to man of God. But the feminine version is 
God is might or God's bravest woman. And I know that the, the word brave in your family is quite synonymous. It's actually in your family heritage. It's actually, and that just, that's great. It's consistent. It's generational. But it also, and this one I had a bit of a chuckle about, God's able-bodied one or hero of God. <laughs> so we got, we're staying with the superhero theme. <laughs> Uh, meaning able-bodied one of God. I haven't really done enough on your vehicle and your clothing. Okay, I did your vehicle. I did your clothing. I didn't talk about your vehicle. So your vehicle was half, was between a battleship and actually a, and a jet fighter. Same colouring, same deal. Well, the thing is, we're, we're not from this world. We're ambassadors of heaven. And so we have to go back and forth to heaven. And so, of course, you know, we do need a spaceship and something that would go there. But also, as I said, we are in a battle. And so it also does need to be a fighter jet as well. And, and it's got your colours all over it. So I think it's really symbolic of who we are. And actually, even in ourselves, you know, you did say, you know, it was like a superhero costume. And I mean, all jokes aside, you know, we do look and, and look very much like everyone else, but yet, you know, we have out of this world power. And so, and really as Christians, we actually need to look at ourselves like that. We need to recognize that because this is actually for everyone to some extent. And these, these are all true for everyone, but with Bianca in this occasion, it's a bit of a focus on the mission as well. Okay, so this one here, you're saying you weren't scared and you were, and you were excited. And really, that's you know, how Christian life should be. It's actually quite exciting when you're living in, in, the, in, the, in the will of God, in the mission. Uh, you, feel, you feel self-satisfied. You've, you know, you're, actually, you're actually doing something worthwhile. A lot of people just kind of live, eat, sleep, die. And then that's pretty much it in the world if we don't have God. But we actually have a special calling and it's really, it's really beneficial. It's, it's, it's a great way to live. And so that, that's just perfect. Okay, shooting down broken structures and buildings. Isn't it weird? Like it's a broken structure. Like what do you shoot down a broken structure for? You know, like it's, there's no point. And in the natural, that's the way you would think. But actually, there's a lot of churches and broken structures. And part of actually, you know, what you're to do in the mission is actually to go in there and actually go down the framework and actually, and, and those offices, I'm probably moving ahead. But I really feel that actually strategically, you're going to have to do it on multiple levels. So you had apartment buildings, I'm probably moving forward, and you had apartment buildings. So that's family of God, but also... Uh, then it goes to offices. And so the kingdom, when you're looking at Jesus and God, you're going into these structures and Jesus and the mother are there. So it really speaks of family, but you're also so finding the Lord. So you combine all those things into one because church and family, particularly in the Jewish culture, the way it was set up, it's all one and the same. You know, the apartments, it's where they live, but also church is part of it too. But the point is the framework of those churches are there. So you're not going down to foundations, the frameworks are there, but you're teaching them after to rebuild. And so that, I think, it really is the mission that I really sense you'll be going around and doing that. It did say you'll be repeating it over and over. I knew what I had to do and kept repeating it. And I really feel that that is actually the calling. 
So I said Jesus uh, is symbolic of the church family. And I think that's pretty much it, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've, I've put all those last points together as well. Uh, and of course, the enemy chasing us. I mean, you know, the thing is, if we actually didn't have an enemy, it wouldn't be a competition and there's actually no satisfaction. You know, it's actually, you don't win anything if there's no opposition. And so, you know, we get to feel that because the reality is God could do it all, you know, but he actually chooses to include us as well. So, you know, I think that's a, the beautiful part of, you know, how God has actually, you know, designed things to be. So Anthony, is he with us? Yeah, that's good. Should we do it? I think we should. Yeah, well, you can confirm it now. So Anthony had a dream as well, and I just it was a rather short one, which is good. And I will say tonight, when we sort of call out our dreams, if we can be succinct, but also after each point, <laughs> take a bit of a pause, make things much easier for, uh, for Helen. Uh, Anthony, I was in the Italian countryside overlooking two plots of land standing with my son. On the left-hand side, the land had crops, and it was thriving and full. On the right hand was an empty farm, just the soil laid out ready for planting. In the dream I asked my son, would you rather buy vacant land or a shiny Ferrari? And he looked at me and said, not really sure what to say, and said, maybe a Ferrari. And then I said, if there's land available, always get the land. And so I think with, the, with um, Anthony, as most of us know here, he's got an Italian heritage. And so it's not actually his homeland per se, but in a sense, it's his heritage and it's where he's originating from. And so really what we're talking about here is actually, you know, destiny and inheritance and God, you know, because he lives in Australia. And so therefore we're seeing it from that side. So we're talking about two generations overlooking two plots, deciding what will be inherited. Also, your son is with you. So it's, you know, it is about your inheritance as well but the thing with the two plots and sometimes things work on two levels i really actually feel that not only is a choice between two plots but there's two plots in our life you know god has a plot for our life you know in a sense it's you know, like an idea but also the enemy plots for our life as well and so and of course you know the, the things of this world the ferrari is one and on the other hand is another again it does go back a bit to train train our child in the, in the ways of god but i think it's a really good example of seeing like a kind of dual meeting there because when you get twos Often you get double blessings, you get double portions. And so twos will often work on two levels as well. And I think I found that experientially, but in the Bible, you'll often see when it's talking about twins, you know, you've got two different destinies. And so I tend to look out for that, particularly when it's numbers. I love the fact that he's looking from a high place, so he has perspective. And I love the fact that you can really see everything before you. And that's where God sees things, especially for our life. You know, when you're planning on making decisions, even that high place, that's a great place to be looking from. Yeah, so I said the other plots, you know, we are ambassadors of heaven. So, you know, we need to have that mindset. And I, I tend to believe with the ground, I really believe that, actually you know we are sojourners and we are ambassadors but i think our viewpoint has to be that we need to take ground and you know on one level yes it's christians as well but i sense that you know that there's destiny of certain things that you need to take hold of and so i'm gonna leave it there because i think that's yeah okay <laughs> yeah but no, it's it's really there are things that need to be taken hold of and and it is about you know putting our, our putting a stake in the ground 
I don't know that it's literally, I don't think it is actually, because most of these dreams are literal. I don't think it's about buying land per se. <laughs> I, I Especially in Italy. What's that? <laughs> if it's a chateau in like somewhere beautiful, yeah, sure. I think the other thing as well is, and I look at it because Anthony's son's so young, it's probably not literal again. It's probably a confirmation. You know, he's not kind of teen. He's not considering buying land and he is quite of a young age. So it probably again points to the fact that it's, it's symbolic rather than exact. And so if I can now, Helen, I'll get my lovely assistant Helen to come up. And if you can write on the board for some dreams, we're going to take a dream now. And I'm also going to ask Bianca to come up as it is. It's very confirmed her, her prophetic, uh, her gift. I think people see that in churches, but the Bible does say, you know, he sent them out in teams of two. And so I really want to sort of bounce some things off and actually sort of get her viewpoints on some stuff. And, and I think, again, we can all have input to some extent, but um, yeah, so we've got the mic set up. So we had some dreams. Uh, hands, no, you don't want to. <laughs> All right, who else? Who else got a, uh, Did you have a dream, Shamira? Oh, the same one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, we have done that one. So, yep. All right. But it's, it's good that you've had that. Yeah. Any other dreams? No. <laughs> I've actually got one more of yours. Yeah, go. Go. I'm, I'm with my mum and dad. They're taking me to an op shop. And as we're looking around, they're teaching me the worth of gold. Then I spot a glass, champagne-looking glass, and I'm staring it in awe. Oh. That's it. The op shop. I really see that as a place of opportunity. So you're shopping, you're, you're looking for opportunities. Glass and champagne. Champagne's traditionally for celebrating. Yeah, good. Worth of gold. So mum and dad speaks to getting wisdom from older, older people, more experienced. What's that ask? <laughs> the worth of gold. So they were teaching about the worth of gold as well. Okay. Yes, yeah, so I think again it's really good you're actually receiving wisdom. Yeah, and the glass I feel is um also like a clarity and a clearness mm. of revelation. Yep. Like um glass, you know, it's clear, it's see-through, and I feel like things mm. will become clear. Um and there's revelation as well. So that's what I saw as well. Aside from also the celebration, which I feel speaks to um uh like you being in awe of what God is doing. Yeah, I think also there's, there's things in the kingdom that says, you know, about understanding and things that are more precious than gold and like understanding is of gold, as, is as gold. Yeah, well, what else is, what do you think gold? Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So I think to wrap that up, I, I guess the question I would ask, is there any things that you're considering about sort of buying and so forth at the moment? Okay, all right. Well, what I would suggest based on this is that actually you ask 
your parents, no matter how the relationship is, but also like parental figures, whether it be on both sides, but also ask God as well. Because you get wisdom from on high and you'll get a great opportunity and you'll be able to celebrate it. Yeah. I think that's complete. What do you think? Yeah. yeah but I think also what you're speaking about revelation is the fact that actually, you know, God will bring a revelation, the choice as well. Because we want divine, you know, we want to we want to make decisions with the benefit of the kingdom of heaven, you know, giving us that competitive advantage. He sees from on high, he sees all those opportunities. And I know Tori's pretty savvy too. So I sense that uh, he'll come across. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So I think if, you, if you're looking to purchase, I think based on that, you should really consider, you know, how do I actually value this? And just, yeah, make sure even that, you know, you, you're not getting tricked or you're sort of not getting deceived, but also that you're actually, you know, you're probably going to find there's something really good out there. Because often what I find in life is when you're making a choice, there's, there's always two choices in front of you. There's often, like, and again, I talked about the enemy has a plot and an idea, but also God does. And you'll often find in those, I could give you some examples. <laughs> I don't want to just like, I feel bad about it, <laughs> just personally life. And so I think the thing is, you really need to see that one from God because often at the same time, you'll get that. Okay, any more from the floor? Millie, I reckon I might, I might say that other one from yours, actually. I've got that as well. I think that was a really good one. I've, I've actually... Do you have the one about the prison? Do you have it on you? That's all right. I can. <laughs> you can. All right. Sure. Fire away. Okay. Sorry, guys. I dream every night. It's full on. <laughs> every night. <laughs> okay. So um, I'm lining up to go to prison. And. Um, I have to collect <laughs> I have to collect things to go to my cell. I remember specifically picking up toothpaste. Then um, some uh, I think it stops there and then the next scene is someone is greeting me to the cooking area. Yep. So you also said you're getting given toothpaste and a few other things, collecting stuff as you're Yeah, doing I'm collecting yep. things, but I specifically yep. remember picking up toothpaste. Yep. And then um, the next scene is I am in the cooking area in the back of the cell, oh, not cell, in the prison, and someone's there waiting for me. Oh, sorry. Um, greeting, cooking area. Yeah, that's it. That's what I'm up to. Toothpaste. Yep. Um, I don't know. I can't remember if it was a man or woman, but they're greeting me like they, they were expecting me. Hmm. And they take me to the cooking area. Then I see Bianca's waiting for me. And um, she she has two cakes in front of her and where she's on one side and I'm on the other side of this li line of two cakes. And one of them two, four. Yeah, sorry. And two, sorry, there's four cakes, two have already been eaten. Yep. Sorry, four cakes, two have already been eaten. The, the first cake. Yep, sorry. The first cake is red, really shiny, and it's really beautiful. And I know that these cakes are Bianca's cakes. Yep. Like she's cooked these cakes. Mm. 
<laughs> Not the only one in prison. <laughs> <laughs> the second cake is like a kid's cake. And I remember specifically having, it had the number four on it. Hmm. How I did I said, end it? I think you said then Bianca left and you stayed. Oh, yeah. Yep. Bianca left. Oh, and I stayed. And I really wanted to taste the cake. I can't, I can't remember if I did or not. Um, I think you said here, Bianca said you were upset that you wanted to taste it. I don't know, was oh, she yeah. upset or she wasn't upset? No, she that you wanted wasn't to, upset. Yeah, she good. wasn't upset yeah. that I wanted to taste it. So she was happy it. that you yeah, wanted to taste it. Yeah, she was it. like, no, that's okay. Right. And then I think that's it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the prison thing. Well, I actually think you're lining up. You're actually lining up with the calling at the moment. And, and I think we're sort of seeing that. I think you also understand that you're actually a bond servant. Paul said he was okay to be in chains and he actually felt called to it. And actually, Paul was quite a fan, not that you go to prison per se. But um, Ephesians 6 19 says, Pray also for me that whenever I open my mouth, words may be given me so that I will boldly make known the mystery of God for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it fearlessly as I should. And so with the collecting of stuff, with the toothpaste, it's actually symbolic of cleansing words. So as she speaks out, she's actually going to bring sort of healing and redemption and cleansing. And there's like an evangelical side of that as well. So it's actually what the toothpaste is for. I think to some extent, Bianca is leading you two guys, but you are together. And, you know, people know my feelings about ministering in two, and I think it's been really effective. You know, the Bible says one can put 1,000 a flight and two can put 10,000 a flight. And... Jesus actually sent the disciples out in twos, and I actually feel that, and I'm starting to see, we're starting to see that more and more in the churches as well. So you are on either side of the line of, of baked cakes, and it, and it talks about continual. So I've got a scripture in Revelation here. Then the angels showed me a river of the water of life, so it's flowing as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and the Lamb. And the Lamb, down the middle of the street, of the city on each side of the river stood a tree of life bearing 12 kinds of fruit and yielding a fresh crop for each month and the leaves of the trees are for the nations and you too standing on side of that flow of constant revelation which is what the cakes are for you guys are the ones with the tree of life like you have words of life and so you actually sort of speak out of that so the first cake was red and glossy so the bible says his hair was white like wool as white as snow you know bianca means white as well which is you know an irony in itself but it's it's all good his eyes were like a blazing fire so fire you know when people think of fire you know they do sort of think of red and when there's you know, heavy heat and passion there's that and also glossy the fact that you'll be seen and radiate him and it'll shine forth like a like a light on the hill and so revelation of the fire of god the passion the blood of christ and the atonement especially in the setting of jail so i really feel that that's actually suggesting that you're going to have like a lot of input, uh, you're going to be very effective, you know, with unsafe people. And so where some people are better in church and they're equipped to teach and do certain things in church, I really feel your, your actual main strength is going to be out there. And, and to some extent, I think we're already seeing some of those fruits as well, you know, that it talks about yielding. Okay, so the four. Um, so the four faces of God, each of the four cherubim had four faces, 
this first part you get different meanings on, but it says the first the first was the face of an ox, a worker, and often that's so it's a worker, it's a, it's generally young. The second was a human face, and the third was the face of a lion. And Jesus was a lion of the tribe of Judah, and of course, you know, you are the person that's ministering right now. And also, the the lion is the king of the jungle and roars bowling, and and the fourth was the face of an eagle. And that's actually that prophetic ability. You know, eagles obviously they can see above; they get very high and they can see. And you know, prophetic you know prophetic people often are you know obsessed with the eagles, and that's why because you know it is in a sense their spirit and and where they sort of you know what they relate to. And so obviously for yourself and and even Bianca, you do very much have that prophetic uh, side of it. Okay, so <laughs> the two cakes that already been eating. You know, you're in prison and there's thieves around. <laughs> but it's actually good because it's showing that people have taken those revelations. You know, those cakes, those sweet, those sweet cakes are actually, you know, designated as, as revelation. You know, it's something you've produced and they're always fresh. I mean, cakes, you always want to have fresh. And because it's coming off a line, it's fresh revelation uh, that's actually coming. And so the Bible does talk a lot about your word is like honey on my lips and so there's a lot of sweet references and honey is often sort of used as revelation as well yep yep yeah and actually even with the two it's interesting that jesus had the two robbers that were crucified you know either side of him one on the left and one on the right so yeah with the kids cakes it's interesting because i feel like and i, and I tend to think with that again those two cakes were eaten kids just grab it they just want to take them straight away you know they want to consume them and i actually feel that as you're speaking that's how it's going to be received it actually i think applies to both of you that people are going to be really hungry for the for your word they're going to really receive it well and particularly for yourself like i feel people will be very favorably disposed to you and, and i think that's what they're saying they're going to have that you know kids just kind of run up they know how to boldly approach the throne and so i think that's actually why you know what you're cooking and what you're working with in your offering actually people receive very well so Hebrews 6, 5, no, sorry, Psalms 34, 7, 8, the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. And so again, taste and see the Lord is good as those cakes, but also, you know, in prison, you also need to take refuge for him. And so there's provision that, you know, where you're ministering with the unsaved, you know, you're actually very safe in that as well. And I know that was an aspect of, you know, yourself, but actually, you know, you find like a lot of people that had missionaries, the kids have always been protected and loved and, and particularly at home. And so I think God wants you to take heart of that as well. 1 Peter 2 and 3 and Hebrews 6 and 5 talks about the same sort of tasting the goodness of the word of God, the powers of the coming age. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Was it? Yep. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's really what we're saying where, you, where you're ministering as well. It's that setting. And it, and it certainly often works on more than one level as well. So part of my summation of that is that, you know, and I, and I think I might have said this in the last week, but I really do believe, and I, and I think you guys actually might have confirmed it, but I really do believe that God would actually have you two working together. And as I said, I think to some extent, you know, Bianca is leading you, but you're very much with her. And uh, in regard to yourself, Bianca, really, I think that fire and that glossy and that line, you know, pre preaching a very firm forceful word i think part of the mission you know you actually need to be able to do that too i think it needs to be that certain boldness i think that's what you're called into 
Uh, but I, I really do believe that you will minister with her. Yeah. Yeah, I talked about the, the stream, the prophetic gifting. Well, yep, yeah, that's it. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. All right, I think we need to take one from Zoom. So do you want to, how do we do that? Do we take the mic back there? How are we going to? Oh, okay, yeah, great. Hi. Hi, Dennis. Can you guys hear me? Hi, Bianca. And hear you. Hi. Um, can I just do it? I, I don't remember the details, but can I do it as best as I can? Sure, absolutely. Um, it was a little while ago, but it basically was a like a ship and I know a little bit about dreams. So um, I'd like yeah, to see what it means, but like it was involving a big large ship and I was out like in the ocean. I think like obviously I was, yeah, I was in the water and then um, I ended up, I wasn't panicking. I don't remember there being a storm or anything, but I remember swimming towards this tall ladder on the side of the ship. And then I was with a couple of like just friends from church, just some like brother friends. And they were just gently leading me up the ladder. And like, I don't know, we just climbed up the ladder into the, I know this sounds very basic, but I know it meant something. Um, and I do dream about, I have dreamt about these particular people a few times and I don't know why. So yeah. And we, we were like, like they were guiding me up the ladder into the ship and it was like a massive ship. And I just know that ships can mean something. So I was just curious. I don't know. And I keep dreaming about these particular, they're both um, leaders in my church and they're, yep. yeah, I don't know. Can mm. I ask who am I talking to? I, I get the, oh, sorry. Okay, it's me, Sarah. Talking. You can't see me. We just met today. I thought you could see me. We were Climb on board, climb up, climb up the stairs, move up, jump on board and uh, just sail on the oceans, get involved. Yeah. I think yeah. I think that's what I'm saying. It's great because it's, it's calm waters as well. I think if you get on board, really get on board with God, that actually you're going to navigate life a whole lot smoother. And it's a cruise ship. It's a big ship, I presume, cruise. So there's going to yeah. be fun and joy. And actually, you know what? Actually, as I say that, I remember it was quite joyful today. So, uh, <laughs> it was. As soon as I laid down <laughs> next to you. <laughs> that was funny. Um, it sounds funny. You um, can't wipe it <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sorry. It was, it was, everyone was there. It was just laughing in the spirit. Um, but do ships represent ministry or something? I feel it's the community of the church because you were getting on board with the church and it's on, it's on the waters. Um, yeah, that's what I sense. Okay, so getting on board and fun and adventure and just like there was no stress. Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're sailing to the seas. You're going on a cruise. Mm. It's, you know, the way, you know, to some extent life's meant to be. I mean, you're on a ship, so you're going to get some stormy waters, but it's going to be a joyful mm. journey. And look again, I think today is actually testimony that often what happens, how, can I ask how long ago did you have that dream? Well, that was probably just a, about a couple of months ago. Okay, yeah. But then I just, I just was asking God which one to share. And I keep dreaming about, uh, yeah, these people from my church. So maybe it's yeah. God, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, it's not the specific people. It's symbolic mm. of, you know, oh, getting yeah. around church people and being, being, being all in the same boat together. Okay. Hmm. Cool. Just 
just getting on board with God and with your with church. It's probably symbolic of that, but I think nevertheless, you know, you, you're getting on board, you're all in the mm. same boat together. It's going to be a joyful journey. You know, swimming, mm. swimming is actually, there's good because you're going to, there's actually some good aspects about that too, where you're actually going to be sort of doing some ministry, you know, yourself. There's nothing specific because it's an individual thing, but also, mm. you know, you're going to be doing it within the church and related to the church as well. Swimming is like a, it's a sport for, it's a lone sport really. And um, yeah, so I feel like God is calling you into community, um, yeah. you know, out, out into community and yeah. up into community. Yeah. Like I feel Absolutely. like the ladder is really yep. symbolic of climbing Absolutely. higher. And I feel like um, it's an invitation yeah. to climb higher yeah. to, and um, to really, yeah, step into community because yeah. when we step, yeah, we're going to step up into it. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's so good, guys. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And could it be like, not necessarily, like, I won't say too much. Bianca would know what, why I'm asking this, but like, I'm planted in my church, but it's not necessarily just about my church, is it? Because Bianca knows what's ahead of me and it's going to involve ministry elsewhere in a different kind of church, um, which I've already had the blessing of my pastors for. But could it be just symbolic of, like, it's not necessarily just about one church, it's just about ministry and kingdom and family, maybe? So I personally believe that there's actually only one church, and that is the Church of Jesus Christ. <laughs> We're all going to the same heaven, and it's just yeah. a question of where you're planted and located. But yeah. I think what he's really saying is get on board with one crew of Christians and then journey with them together. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Thank you. Sarah. And Thank uh, yeah, we're going to take another one now if we can. Appreciate you jumping on tonight. No worries. It's so good. Thank, Thank you. you. Megan. Okay. Hi. Hey, how you doing? Good. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, you're coming through great. Okay, so I'm like Millie. I dream a lot. So I was going to share one, but Millie's dream actually reminded me of another one I had. So um, I was in like a really dark room in a big lineup of people. Um, I was in almost like prison clothes, but they were like almost like... Um, like a grey sort of smock, if you were to say. And we were all lining up and walking very step and would pause and step and would pause and came up to this lady and she was like almost like a guard and she was taking everyone's, you know, jewellery out of their earring, out, earrings off. And, and then she asked me for my wedding bands and I said to her, like, oh, no, no, you, you can't take my, my wedding ring. And I just said to her, it's my grandmother's, you know, I'm, it's very sentimental to me. You can't, I can't give me, I can't give you my ring. She said, you have to hand it over. I want all your jewellery, necklaces, earrings, give me, give me a ring. I knew I was lining up basically to die. So it's basically like I knew I wasn't going to come out of the other end. So I started to like look for an escape, an exit. And then like where I was standing was like, a, there was like a curtain. So I peeked behind the curtain and there was a door there. So I opened the door and basically just bolted for it, ran as fast as I could. So I came out into like, it was like the middle of a street, just a like it was houses, the road but it was just completely empty not a single soul inside it was like 
a ghost town. And I knew they were going to come and find me. At this point, I was with someone, so we escaped together. Not sure who it was. I think it was Daniel, but I'm not. I'm not too sure. And so we're running, bolting down the empty road, and we could hear like the cars coming. So we jumped into someone's garden and hid behind bushes. We waited for like these almost like patrol vehicles to. Um, like go parts and the things driving were not pleasant. They weren't pleasant looking guards, not sure if they were human, all dressed in like black military clothes. Yep. So once like um, the patrol car sort of left, we started bolting again because we knew we were getting, we were getting chased, we are getting hunted down basically. And um, basically running, 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 running until, you know, we could see like the ocean. So we were running towards, we knew where we had to go basically. So we were running and we saw like the ocean line and then running up and down the hills. And finally we, we came to the house and we started like screaming, it's us, it's us, open the door, open the door, it's us. It was a big, huge glass house and then, like the door around the side let us in and we got up to the top, but at like the top of the house, very top level, it was almost like a lighthouse. Like it had like the big, you know, a light to steer ships away. And um, at this point we looked down the main road that we'd come running up and there was just like hundreds and hundreds of these, you know, patrol people. Yeah. Hundreds and hundreds of thieves, yep. Yeah, sorry. Hundreds of these things in the patrol cars, on foot, you know, with weapons, all coming towards, you know, the safe house almost. So they got us. But then we were using, like, the actual light in the lighthouse as, like, our weapon. So we would shoot the beam of light, the lighthouse, on them, and they would basically... Um, disintegrate and that's it all right <laughs> i love it well i think what we need to remember also is the dream from so they're shooting them with the light so i think what we need to remember is the enemy comes to kill, kill and destroy and it's quite clear that he's after he's trying to steal your valuables you know you're thinking you're going to die and you know it's interesting because last week you know you had a um, you had a dream where you actually felt someone was trying to come and steal from your house as well. Yeah. Uh, you, you talk about your grandma's ring, so there's you know inheritance and generations, but actually those inheritance and generations will stand you in good stead. Great that you were able to actually run away, and it's interesting you know the curtain. God will always find a way for you to get out and i think you know you need the spirit when we get behind the curtain you know and in the temple the curtain was ripped once it's ripped open now we can get behind that and get into the presence of god we can get spirit we can get revelation and it'll actually find your way so once you got through and got behind the curtain you're able to find a door and an exit to get out and yeah yeah obviously the enemy is sort of chasing and so forth but in the bible says the name of the Lord is a strong tower. 
And, uh, you know, God is a light on the hill. The fact that it was open and it was glass and things can be seen in there, you know, you're actually protected even though you're seen. It's uh, the fact that you, and you said you're going up lighthouse means you're going up to the high places. Often, you know, when people are sort of getting, uh, even in the natural, actually, you go to the high places, it's much easier to defend from there as well. But naturally, the heaven is always the high places. And so I love the fact that you use the light because, you know, it says in the Bible where, where darkness is, where light comes, darkness cannot be. And so the fact that, you know, this is obviously an enemy thing is yeah. it's not able to use it. So you use the light. And, you know, the armor of light in the Bible is actually, you know, a, a thing about protection. And so what I would say, considering that and your last dream for last week, I actually really feel that you need to pray for protection over your household because, you know, this is two dreams now. You know, when things repeat, it's really different, but it's kind of the same that actually the enemy is trying to kill, kill, and destroy. And so I think you just need to pray and ask God for revelation and actually his blessing as well, because, you know, there is a generational blessing and we need to take hold of that as well. And so can I just, I think, can I just say that this particular dream was from a few years ago? Yep. Okay. That's, yeah. No, that's, so the, look, yeah, that's great. And, you know, it's good because I think you guys are really moved towards the light. But I think, you know, in light of the fact of that dream you had last week as well, you know, we yeah. do have protection in the Lord. But I actually think, you know, like in this dream, I think it's probably a reminder God helps shine the light on what's coming against me. Mm. Yep. 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 Can you speak that out as well? Because she wouldn't have heard that. Yeah. So, um, Dad was just saying that there is an area of fear. Dad, do you want to say? No, I keep going. Okay. okay. Dad was just saying that there it could be an area of fear because there was fear when you were running. There's also fear, I believe, in the last dream as well. There was a spirit of fear that we sensed in that dream. And um, actually, just got a scripture. Psalm 91, which we all know, but I just, this is a particular verse that I got. A, ten, a thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. And so we see like hundreds, you said hundreds of, I think you said thieves coming at you, but it shall not come near you. And so I just actually just want to declare that it shall not yeah. come near you. And also like you shall not be afraid of the terror by night nor of the arrow that flies by day. Mm. And so I got that. And I also um, feel that there is something in you running behind the veil. And so I would say like that this fear is broken when you run behind the veil. I believe it's an invitation to go behind the veil, to go into the secret place and to yeah. go and spend time there and that fear will start to drop off and so that's an invitation as well run behind the veil anyway that's yeah. cool yes you are you are doing all of that yeah. it's just confirmation and protection yeah 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 i declare psalm yeah. 91 over you you know one of the things is paul had a tormenting spirit and it's not great, but actually, you know, again, if we have an opposition, you know, we know there's competition. We know we've got to be careful what we're doing. It actually helps us keep in line and, and it, it kept Paul humble as well. And so, you know, it's okay to a point and, it, you know, we don't want to lose, we don't want to be robbed, but, you know, it does keep us on our toes and it pushes us higher. And so, you know, I just say, yeah, keep pressing in, keep doing all those things you're doing and you'll get blessing in this time. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, guys. No worries.
I think we're going to get one more as well. No, no more. Any more, guys? Any more on Zoom or here? Yeah. Okay, sorry, Mike. Yep, sorry. coming. It's very difficult. Yeah. I'm not a dreamer, um, but since <laughs> Bianca, discipleship um, um, declared that over me, I just had one dream, um, a very, very short dream, very, very yep. short dream. Um, I could see like a herd, and I was trying to get to this herd. But mm -hmm. I felt like a, it was like a reptile. I can't say what hmm. it was, but it kept stopping me. So I'm trying to get to this big herd, but I just can't, can't get to them. I'm trying to call out and I could just feel like um, it being near me and kind of silencing me. Hmm. Yeah. So this herd. Yeah. Yep. So lizards, crocodiles, those sort of things, they're generally considered devourers and enemies and so forth. And so that reptile species, it does, I mean, they're, they're generally predators by nature and so forth. So clearly not a good thing. You didn't feel great when I was around there. So there's something sort of stopping you from getting to the herd. And I would assume that herd is the body of Christ. Now, I mean, I know you're in, you're in fellowship right now, aren't you? And you've had this dream recently? Hmm. So, I mean, I wonder, you know, because with herds as well, not only is it a body of Christ, but there also is, you know, with product and, and stock, there's also a financial aspect about that as well. And I wonder if actually, you know, the enemy is just trying to thwart you actually getting financial blessing. I'm just pretty much asking, because it, it is your dream. I just got to see, I guess, what resonates with you, because I don't feel you're separated from the body of Christ. I, I don't see that in any way, shape or form. And so... I suspect that's actually part of what it is. I mean, would that resonate with your life right now? Yeah. Hmm. Um, Millie, I think, had something as well. <laughs> intimidation. I got intimidation. The spirit too. of intimidation. Yep. The reptile. Yeah, 100%. Yeah that he's trying to silence you. Hmm, but we're going to break yeah. that because we have authority yeah. to break that off you so that hmm. you can speak the word of God. Hmm. And even intimidation, um, you are stepping, she's stepping into business. Hmm. So uh, your, the money thing, the finances yep. thing makes actual, actual yeah. sense. Yeah. So um, the intimidation to stop you from actually stepping into that aspect um, as well. So I think God just wants to break intimidation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. And also the fact that, you know, we need to be able to speak, you know, into the body, with the body. Yeah, they need to encourage us and make us stronger. And I I did feel that there's an aspect of that with the business side of it. And you know what, we we should never we should never be timid about that as well, you know, because actually, you know, we we, we shouldn't be slaves to man, we shouldn't be led by man. We're supposed to be the head and not the tail. So I really encourage you, you know, in those pursuits and and I think you do have a heart and a passion to some extent. I do know you to some point. And so, you know, I really just feel that actually we won't do this right now. We're probably winding up. But I really feel we actually need to pray for you in those regards, actually, the blessing of God. And I mean, I think, yeah, we will do that. We will do that. If that's okay with you, I'm sure it is. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Because I feel, yeah, that we should. That's where we should be. Amen. Amen. That's good. Am I allowed to ask a question, Bianca and Dennis? Oh, <laughs> yeah, far away. It's, so, 
swear, I gotta um, say, just, it's weird. It's like a voice comes from heaven. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, like sorry, just <laughs> trying to stop my kid and running away at the wrong. She does it. Anyway, um, just want to ask, how do you know when it's a soul dream? Like, I always hear, oh, soul dreams, Dennis. Like, is that a thing, like, or a God dream, you know? Like, how yeah. do you know when it's just, yeah. I like, actually, I'll be a bit more specific because I do want to be specific. Like, if it's something that you want, I've heard people say, even in church, I think, yeah. teach it like, if it's something that your soul wants and you're just dreaming it because you want that, yep. So I'll give uh, you and it's something you're praying about or if it's God speaking to you. I don't know if we had a recording last week. It was probably really good for this answer. Oh, great. We'll try and get you that recording. Send, yeah, I'm going to put it on the website. Short, short answer is if it's a soul, it's very much about the things that you're processing. You haven't brought God into the situation. If it's about a God thing, it's very much got God's fingerprints over it. It's not something you've been thinking about and it's full and it's new and completely and only symbolic of the things of God. Okay. What if it's something you are praying about um, and you want to yeah, know if it's God or just you wanting it? You know what I mean? Yeah. It'll have interaction with God. I think... We'll get you a link to last week's. Okay. I think right. it's going to give you a really in-depth answer because I think that's what you're searching for. Yeah. And just when you dream of people, how do you uh, know what they represent or if it's about the person? Like yeah. if it's bosses, I've heard it's God or parents, authority. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, make, that the last, we'll make that the last question. But generally 99% of the time, 90 to 99, people are only really symbolic. Unless it's a okay. literal dream, which is very unusual. I think it answers your question. Thank so, you. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thanks. But yeah, you'll you'll get a much answer from that link as well. Yeah, I'm going okay. to um save I'm gonna the recording is going to go up yep. on the website of um last week and it's also gonna go on our podcast. So Okay, thanks. Last week that was amazing. Thank you. Okay. Andrew, we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a crack at yours. I'm kind of interested. I've had a brief look at this dream. Um, did you have you got it? Uh, yep. Yep. This is. Yeah, come up as you're finding it. This one I've had a brief read. I found it really hard to follow, and then I realised because he sent me the first page, then the third page, and then the second oh, page. It's <laughs> a dream I had uh, on the 26th, actually. So. Uh, it is a bit long, sorry. Um, it's that it's a reoccurring dream. I've had this in numerous times. Uh, I'm in a stadium with my wife and my youngest daughter. Uh, so uh, I notice a commotion at the back of the top of these bleachers. So I'm in like a football stadium at the top of the bleachers. I, I noticed um, there are people in uh, homemade shelters who live there. Naomi is playing with the other kids. I can't see her, but I know she's there. Uh, the stand was uh, barely anyone in front of us and where the field was, like maybe one or two people, if, if, if that. Um, it, it was an NFL game. Uh, it was being played specifically an American football game. Um, during warm-up, and they were kicking the balls into the bleachers, and I'm jumping and marking the balls and stopping them from hitting people. Um, and I'm yelling out after a comment was made, how does he do that? And I said, because AFL is better than NFL. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dream. Just go with it. <laughs> After that stops, we are standing with uh, no one, literally. So there might have been one or two before. There's no one between us and the field. We're about halfway back, sort of encroaching towards the top of this. That's just the first page. Barely, man. 
uh, towards the back. The commotion is now bigger, and I noticed that, that uh, an Indian woman uh, who is crying but trying to hide a homemade bomb. I keep watching, and I see the lid come off, and I see what looks like bath bombs and wires that's made up explosive. Hmm. I yell for my daughter to come immediately. She listens. It's a miracle. Uh, and runs straight towards me. It's a dream, mate. <laughs> it's not reality, buddy. <laughs> and she runs Hi. straight towards me. Um, a sound, this sound of is increasing uh, of, of, of just like um, like in a movie. Like Can you tell me about the sound? Well, okay, yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's, a, a, it's a sound of doom, impending doom. doom. Yeah, okay, it's not so much good. a ticking, but a sound of doom. Yeah, impending it's louder doom. Yep. and louder yep. and louder in this dream. Yeah. Um, and I know it's about to explode. Uh, I, uh, as soon as I have Naomi, I literally grab her one arm and I'm yelling to everyone to get out. So I'm warning everyone as I'm running, get out immediately. Um, I grab Prue's hand. Uh, she's stunned with fear, which if you know my wife is like, any, she'd be grabbing me running. Um, and then she starts running towards, I start running towards the field. Um, Naomi's in my arm and Prue is running, but now lagging behind and I'm physically pulling her down the stairs. She's moving her legs, but I'm really running hard. Her legs are work. Oh, so I said here, her legs are working, but she's struggling to keep up. Uh, we get three quarters of the way down when it explodes. I then start falling. I put my back to the ground to protect my daughter. And with all my strength, I pull towards me. Before I hit the ground, I wake up. I know this time we were close uh, to not making it. Uh, other times we'd, uh, we would die at the top or God would take us out of it straight away, hmm. which is interesting. Um, the thought occurs to me just before I wake up, why didn't you stop it in my name? You could have saved them all. That's what Jesus said. Hmm. How, how did you feel of that part? Because that seems to be a critical part. Yeah. Yeah. How did you I, feel? I knew it was true, but I didn't. I didn't understand what he meant by it. You know, so yeah. I, like I know from a spiritual perspective what that means. But um, did, did you feel guilty because no, you didn't, didn't save them? Um, I didn't know I could. Hmm. Sorry, let me just put it that. I didn't know hmm. I could. So I went, oh, I could have. I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I've got two thoughts with this, <laughs> but I think what we should do is just unpack these things and then see where we go. All right, so the stadium. You know, I get a lot of dreams where you know it's you're in a game of footy and you're playing, and that's you know you're competing in life. Uh, it's interesting you had some people there that were you know camped in the thing, so effectively people not competing, just you know onlookers. Um, not really getting involved. I'm trying to just maybe write that down if you can. Oh, there's a lot there. <laughs> no, that's right. No, it just it makes it harder for that. It's okay. Um, impending doom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, you know, you you are a protector. Absolutely, yeah. I think also the stadium speaks of a large arena. Mm. The large public arena. Yeah, mm. definitely that's what I got um, when you said stadium. 
So the thing is, is there's no one between you and the field. So there's actually sort of, you know, nothing stopping you in a sense. So you're right there, whereas others not so much. And I, I think it's quite a strategic point of view. You're not, you're not up there, you know, where the prophetic would be, seeing over the top, but you, you know, you're in a position where you can protect people. I've got two thoughts with this. And my initial thingy was, and I think in part to some extent knowing you, I feel like actually we can only really be responsible for what God tells us. And so if we know stuff and we don't do anything, well, we can feel bad. But if we have insight and knowledge, we can, we can only really be held responsible for what we know. And I sense even when you told me the first time, you seemed a bit sad, the fact that, oh, you know, could have saved more. But we actually, you know, can't sort of have that guilt and condemnation. And I think you actually need to be able to free yourself to some extent from that because I feel you live that way. And, and to some extent, it, I think it's been hindering you, but you're getting a lot better in that sense. And I think God has actually shined a light on it. And I think you're actually stepping out of that because I think I've seen some fruits of it over the last month that, you know, what, it used to bog you down a bit but it actually doesn't anymore. And I think God's actually showing you something. I think sometimes you get these elaborate stories. This is just one aspect. You get these elaborate stories and then someone says, so the moral of the story is, and I actually think the moral of the story is that God's actually showing you that that's no longer a thing and don't let it and make sure you keep it behind you. But I do feel you're a watchman and you're a protector and, you know, there's, a, there's an element of the seer and there's a prophetic side. I think we all have a prophetic you know, aspect. That's a given. If you've, if you've met God, you've, you've, you know, you've got that prophetic thing because you can see and perceive. And so I really feel that's part of your gifting too. Yeah. Yeah, he was just protecting people. So, and balls are like, you know, those fiery darts where, you know, I mean, because these people aren't competing, you know, they've, they've set camp in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the stadium bleachers. And so they've got no, you know, they've got no real willing to compete, but they still need protection, the grace of God, you know, that's on us by, you know, actually looking after them. I, I do find it's interesting that you said AFL is better than, than NFL because it does talk about Australian football as well. And, and I think that probably speaks to some extent for destiny. I think that's probably just starting to come open. Anyhow, yeah. I, I don't, I'm not sure what, what, do, what do the NFL stands yeah, for. Like yeah. America and Australia, yeah. literally, yeah. yeah. And also um, the uh, – so firstly, so I feel like it was a dream. I had a similar dream to this where at the end I um, – I woke up and God was like, this is what you should have done. And so I said, okay, take me back. So I went back to sleep and he took me back there. And then he showed me one, um, he showed me two scenarios, two endings for the same dream. By the third ending, the third dream that I had, I was speaking and all the enemies fell. And so I feel that this is to do with your voice and I feel that um, that this is God is like open your mouth because you can mm. it. like open your mouth. I just really sense yeah. that this is to do with your voice and like th all of this came after because you didn't open your voice, open your mouth, and use mm. your voice. But, yeah, but what I do love, pick up on what what Bianca is saying, is there's been progression. 
See, before you were dying, and I think I was saying it before, I actually feel like that was actually killing your spirit in a certain way. You know, so it's always spiritually, it's metaphorically spiritual. And so I think you have that, but there's progression now where, you know, you have saved a few and you are a protector. But I feel you will see in your dreams, I think I've talked a lot about my personal journey of progression in dreams as well. I think you're going to see that progression as well. And so I suspect that you're going to see that you're going to speak things in his name and you're going to be better again. And it's really good because I find dreams that are prophet. our dreams are, you know, our prophecy spoken over ourselves from God. And so I think, you know, God actually shows you and I think he's going to show you in the future. So it's very good for you to know where you are based on God. So I actually think that's a really positive thing too. Right. This, was it? Two, three days ago. Oh, sorry, I missed yeah. that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you just... yeah. Oh, I got that on the text as well. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. Look, yeah. Mm. So it's going to be accuracy. Sorry, yeah. my dad's just saying it's going to be accuracy. Yeah. And I think that that's like that you're going to get a game plan. That's mm. what I think that speaks of. Yeah, mm. right. I think the fact that you're very good at catching it does speak to, you know, excellence and accuracy too. Mm. Mm. All right. Well, I think we'll leave it there. Okay. So I think we're pretty much winded up at this point in time. What I would say for those watching and uh, those in the church now, you do by all means feel free to email me about stuff. But I've got to be honest and say that, you know, when we're unpacking these dreams and tonight's been a bit easier, but it is, we do need to interact to some extent because, you know, like I need to kind of know what it can be for yourself so we can hone in and find, you know, fine tune it and that. And so I think even Zooms might be an idea as well. So even if it's the text and whatever, we make a Zoom time, I just feel it'd be a lot better because what I'm finding is I'm, <laughs> I am getting a lot of dreams and that's okay. But I'm finding because the back and forth is taking a while, it's not, it's not working efficient. And there's something about the timing. You know, often I find when you have a dream, within two or three days, these things happen. So, you know, where it's the enemy sort of trying to kill, steal and destroy, often you find within a few days who it is. And Millie had a dream where, you know, she said that she saw someone having a, a crack at it, basically. And then within a few days time, she sort of sees it. And God prepares us how to deal with it. And so I feel that, you know, we, we need to sort of just try and, you know, make it a bit more efficient, but also time effective and precision. So I think with that, I'd just like to, I guess at this point in time, thank you all for, for how much you've really sort of embraced this. And, you know, it's not that you're embracing what I'm saying, you're embracing what God's saying. And, you know, I love the fact that there's hunger for this gift and, you know, people are taking their time to really do that because, you know, the Bible does say search these things out. And so, you know, I'd like to thank you very much for that because I know it's going to be great for your walk. And just before we go, just like a thank Dennis too for doing that. So give him a, a round. Thanks. So thanks, Hoops was wonderful. Yeah. And just so people understand, it, this isn't just like, you know, you uh, just flick or anything comes on. It just takes study and research and seeking God, seeking the Holy Spirit to just flow. And obviously there's symbolism and you have to research that. And, you know, it's unfortunate that the church isn't doing enough of um, – uh, dreams in interpretation or prophetic and unfortunately you have now all these people going to a um, another realm or new age or or seeking uh, wisdom from other sources that aren't of God where really it should be in God because people are too scared so thank God for doing for you doing this Dennis and we pray more of it because really God has all the revelation that we need God has all the answers. He knows the beginning and the end. He's the Alpha and the Omega. So we need to seek him in every aspect. So it's great.
great that you're doing this. So I pray, bring it on, bring all, because the church should be where uh, people should be coming to us to get the answers for, not the world and anyone else, because God is the true source, the true light. So thanks, and so God bless you. God bless you guys. Thanks. Thank you.